Welcome everyone, it is 3pm and it's time for the server room show, this is episode 86. Today I continue part 2 of uh, the episode of last week, episode 85, dedicated to, to Little Pocock and talking about, uh, continue talking about uh, Microsoft DOS. I left it uh, talking about the different versions uh, throughout uh, Microsoft uh, DOS's history and I reached uh, exactly where I, where I wanted to finish uh, with that episode uh, of last week. I talked about uh, Microsoft DOS 6.6.22 uh, retail, uh, which was the last uh, standalone version uh, from Microsoft, and it was the it was also the last version from Microsoft to run on an 8080, uh, 8086 or 286 uh, computer. That marked an end of an era because uh, after Microsoft DOS 6.6.22 uh, came uh, Microsoft DOS 7.x and uh, that was already under the, the Microsoft Windows uh, Windows era, uh, Windows 95, uh, Windows 95A because uh, uh, previous releases of, of Windows uh, required DOS to be installed uh, installed upon and uh, and now after version 6.6.22 uh, uh, now Microsoft DOS uh, from Windows 95 uh, forward uh, Microsoft DOS was not uh, required to to be installed on the computer and then uh, after to be able to install uh, Microsoft Windows on top but uh, Windows uh, came with its built-in uh, uh, Microsoft DOS version to, to use, a, to use a kind of like the best phrase uh, possible and this indeed marked uh, a new era. Version 7.0 uh, as I mentioned with Windows 95 and uh, Windows 95A uh, gained support for VFAT uh, long file names and 32 bits uh, signed integer uh, error level. A new editor, uh, jo.sys, uh, is an alternative file name of the io.sys kernel file and used as such for special purposes. jo.sys allows uh, booting from either CD-ROM drive or uh, hard disk. Uh, last version to recognize only uh, the first 8.4 uh, gigabyte of uh, of a hard disk. The where internal command uh, ver prompt uh, reports the Windows version 4.00950, 40950. Uh, version 7.1, uh, Windows 95B, Windows 98, and Windows 98 SE uh, support for FAT32 file system last general purpose uh, DOS to load Windows, the uh, where uh, VER uh, internal command prompt uh, reports the Windows version 4.00111 uh, uh, and 4.10.1998 or 4.10.222. Then Microsoft DOS uh, 8.x version 8.0 uh, which came with Windows Me, integrated drivers for faster Windows loading, 
four different uh, kernels uh, io.sys uh, observed observed the ver uh, ver internal command from reports the windows version being 4.90.3000 uh, version uh, 8.0 uh, then with windows xp uh, dos uh, boot disks uh, created by xp and later contain files from windows me the ver uh, vr internal command prompt uh, reports the windows version uh, 5.1 so now after uh, as i mentioned uh, with starting of microsoft dos 7.x uh, these uh, these microsoft dos versions came uh, integrated into into the respective uh, windows versions windows 95 windows 95a windows me uh, windows xp uh, windows 98 windows 98 se and uh, and like i said uh, there was no uh, prerequisite uh, having microsoft dos installed on the computer to be able to to install windows on top like uh, like with windows uh, 3.11 for example it was not uh, not required anymore to to have uh, microsoft dos and then you went on and and installed windows on top localized versions uh, localized versions of microsoft dos uh, existed for different markets while uh, western issues of uh, microsoft dos evolved around the same set of tools and drivers uh, just with the localized message languages and differ differing sets of supported code pages and uh, keyboard layouts uh, some language versions were considerably different from western uh, issues and were adopted uh, were adapted to run on localized pc hardware with additional bios services uh, not available in western pcs uh, support uh, multiple hardware code, pa code pages for displays and uh, printers support uh, dbcs uh, alternative uh, input methods and uh, graphics output uh, affected uh, issues include the japanese uh, dos v uh, Korean, uh, Korean Arabic uh, ADOS 3.3 and 5.0, uh, Hebrew HDOS uh, 3.3 and 5.0, and uh, Russian RDOS for that uh, for that uh, 01 and 5.0, as well as some uh, other Eastern European versions of uh, of DOS. So uh, yeah, uh, again, I can only say that. Uh, of course me being from hungary uh, i had no uh, uh, experience with uh, neither japanese or korean or arabic or hebrew uh, not even russian uh, versions of windows and uh, the previously mentioned uh, uh, localized uh, western uh, uh, west west germany made uh, I think it was Robotron I mentioned in the in the previous uh, episode in episode 85 uh, that there was some uh, some special versions for uh, for Eastern Bloc uh, countries. I I have not uh, have not been uh, have not been familiar with that either. Uh, maybe it's just pure luck. Uh, maybe. Uh, uh, I just I just didn't have the chance need the Russian uh, the Russian version I might have had a chance uh, as we were uh, an Eastern Bloc country but uh, the aforementioned Eastern Bloc uh, derivatives of Microsoft DOS the one I mentioned in the previous episode episode 85 DCP disk control program uh, 3.20 and 3.30 
which existed in the late 1980s, uh, produced by this East German uh, electronics manufacturer, uh, Web Robotron. Web Robotron. Uh, I, I neither, I neither uh, made an acquaintance of, of those versions and, uh, and, and less of the Japanese, Korean, Arabic, Hebrew, uh, and, and not even the Russian one. I, I don't speak or read Russian, so I didn't learn in school, uh, if, if anyone, anyone wonders. Uh, notable uh, Microsoft DOS applications, I mean, there were so many, and uh, maybe these ones uh, are just notable uh, for me. Or, or maybe uh, these are the ones I, I, I mostly uh, remember. Uh, as I said, there were, there were so many uh, applications uh, and, and good ones. And why is it important and why I always try to, to emphasize on, uh, on, on the available uh, set of applications? Because uh, a system uh, or, or an operating system or being it a platform or uh, any architecture is only as good as the applications uh, available for it because uh, no matter uh, how good or innovative your architecture or, or platform or, or the operating system if the if the amount of applications or the or the set of applications available for the platform or the operating system are are, are just just a couple of applications and very very few developers or or software uh, companies support it then uh, then not really much can be done with uh, with that application uh, with that uh, with that platform and uh, with that uh, operating system therefore no matter how innovative or or good uh, it could be or it is uh, there is no there is no use to it i mean i mean uh, you can give me uh, an operating system called uh, whatever on a platform called whatever running on architecture uh, Zeta. Uh, it's not because of the IBM uh, Z architecture. I just made uh, with uh, with architecture O uh, for O. I don't know. But if uh, the set of applications I want to use are not available on it, and uh, and I cannot even uh, get uh, basic things done like. Uh, like writing a, a document or working with some uh, spreadsheet or or calling a, uh, another computer via the network uh, you know basic uh, basic tasks for what uh, you would uh, you would use a computer for then uh, then no matter how how great uh, the underlying architecture or the operating system itself uh, it's not gonna be successful and uh, where I want to go with this uh, this uh, line of thought is that uh, there were many uh, applications for Microsoft DOS. It was very popular, and uh, and uh, so many applications were available. Uh, I just mentioned uh, a couple of them in in the show notes with uh, some screenshots. Um, some I remember, some I had to look up. Uh, notable ones like text editors and and complete uh, office suits before uh, windows uh, brought us uh, you know the office suits of with all the graphical user interface and everything for example uh, wordstar the the text editor uh, it's interesting because wordstar uh, under max dos uh, 
in a in a in an interview George R. R. Martin himself uh, confessed that he he uses uh, an old computer uh, it doesn't even have an internet connection or anything it runs Microsoft DOS and he's using uh, I think he mentioned WordStar uh, 4.0 to write uh, to write uh, those uh, those Game of Thrones uh, Game of Thrones books so uh, it just shows that uh, if you have the talent and 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 if you are capable you can you can write great things uh, so to say in black and white in in, in microsoft dos in a, in a simple text editor and if you are not uh, talented or, or not having the talent then then it doesn't matter i can i can provide you with the uh, greatest and the most expensive uh, text editor or office suit uh, available with a beautiful graf uh, graphical user interface uh, it's not gonna have an, an effect uh, on, on, on what you are outputting so great people can do great things with, uh, with, with whatever tools they are given being it basic tools or, or, or high-end modern uh, tools Corel uh, WordPerfect uh, 6.2 uh, was, uh, for example, uh, a complete office suit uh, for uh, for DOS. It uh, it was um, not the first one, but uh, but uh, one of the first ones. Lotus Symphony, uh, for example, uh, early spreadsheet uh, applications uh, similar to. Uh, Lotus One Two Three, uh, actually from the same family from from Lotus. Uh, Microsoft also had uh, Microsoft Works Two Point for uh, for Microsoft DOS, DBase Three, and uh, and uh, versions after that DBase Four and even earlier versions for uh, for database uh, applications. Uh, Multiplan was uh, was another uh, spreadsheet uh, application. Development tools. Uh, I do remember uh, Turbo Pascal. I have to say, I had to uh, learn some Pascal in in high school. No uh, C++, unfortunately. Uh, Borland uh, C++ and the Turbo C++ uh, uh, was both uh, from uh, Borland. Uh, Turbo C++ was aimed for the home market and uh, Borland C++ was aimed for uh, the professional market. Uh, file management, I, I just uh, mentioned the, the, the notorious Norton Commander version 5.5 has a screenshot uh, in, the, in the show notes. Oh, it's just, just really just uh, scratching the surface. Uh, uh, with Microsoft DOS and the amount of applications, uh, you could uh, you could really do uh, anything. You could do financing, you could do spreadsheets, uh, preparing documents, um, personal organizers, uh, writing programs. Uh, it was it was great times. Uh, distraction, uh, distraction free, uh, distraction free, uh, great times. I will. I will talk about that in in, in my closing uh, arguments or closing thoughts. Uh, the competition uh, 
on microcomputers based on the Intel 8086 and 8080 processors, including the IBM PC and clones. The initial uh, competition uh, to the PC-DOS uh, Microsoft DOS line came from uh, Digital Research, whose uh, CPM operating system had inspired Microsoft DOS. In fact, there remains uh, controversy as to whether uh, QDOS was more or less uh, plagiarized uh, from early versions of CPM code. The digital research released CPM86 uh, a few months after Microsoft DOS and it was offered as an alternative to Microsoft DOS and uh, Microsoft's licensing requirements, but, uh, but at a higher price. Uh, executable programs for CPM86 and Microsoft DOS were not interchangeable with each other. Many applications were sold in both uh, Microsoft DOS and CPM86 versions until uh, Microsoft DOS became uh, preponderant. Uh, later, digital research operating systems could run both Microsoft DOS and CPM86 software. Microsoft DOS originally supported the simple uh, .com, which was modeled after a similar uh, but binary incompatible format known from uh, CPM80. Uh, CPM86 instead supported a relocatable format using the file extensions .cmd. Uh, to avoid name conflicts with CPM80 and Microsoft DOS.com files, uh, Microsoft DOS version uh, 1.0 added a more uh, advanced uh, relocatable, uh, relocatable uh, that .exe executable file format. Uh, most of the machines in the early, day, early days of Microsoft DOS had uh, differing system uh, architectures and there uh, was a certain degree of incompatibility and uh, subsequently uh, vendor lock-in. Users who began using Microsoft DOS with their machines were compelled to continue using the version uh, customized for the hardware or face trying to get uh, all of their proprietary hardware and software to work with uh, the new system. In the business uh, world, the 8080X machine, uh, based machines that Microsoft DOS was tied to uh, faced competition from the Unix operating system, which ran on many different hardware architectures. Microsoft itself uh, sold a version of Unix for the PC called uh, Cenix. In the emerging world of home uh, uses a variety of uh, other computers based on various other processors were in serious competition with uh, the IBM PC, the Apple II, uh, early Apple Macintosh, uh, the Commodore uh, 64 and uh, others uh, did not use the 8080X uh, series of processors. Uh, many 8080X machines of uh, different architectures used custom versions of Microsoft DOS. At first, all these machines were in uh, competition. In time, the IBM PC hardware configuration became dominant uh, in the 8080X market as uh, software written to communicate directly with the PC hardware uh, without using standard operating system calls uh, ran much faster, but uh, on true uh, PC compatibles only. Uh, Non-PC compatible uh, 8080X uh, machines were too small uh, of a market to have fast uh, software written uh, for them alone and the market remained open only for IBM PCs and machines that uh, closely uh, imitated their architecture, uh, all running either a single version of Microsoft DOS compatible uh, only with PCs uh, or the equivalent IBM PC DOS. Most clones uh, cost much less than IBM branded machines of uh, similar performance and became widely used by home users while IBM PCs had a large share of the business computer market. 
Microsoft and uh, IBM together began uh, what was intended as the follow-on to Microsoft uh, DOS, uh, PC DOS called uh, OS2. When uh, OS2 was released in 1987, Microsoft began an advertising campaign announcing that uh, DOS is dead and starting that uh, version 4 was the last uh, full release. OS2 was designed uh, for efficient multitasking uh, as was available in operating systems since 1963 and offered a number of advanced features that had been designed together with similar look and feel. It was seen as the legitimate uh, heir to the Kludgy uh, DOS platform. Uh, for those who might uh, not know, I, I did uh, an episode uh, of, of OS2, IBM, uh, IBM OS2. You can uh, look it up in the archives or in the, in the, in the podcast platforms and uh, you can listen to the, those episodes. It's, uh, they are good episodes. Microsoft DOS had uh, grown in uh, sports with many significant features being taken or duplicated from Microsoft's uh, other products and operating systems. Microsoft DOS also grew by incorporating by direct licensing or feature duplicating the functionality of tools and utilities developed by independent companies uh, such as Norton Utilities, PC Tools, uh, Microsoft Antivirus, uh, QEMM Expanded Memory Manager, uh, Stacker Disk Compression and, uh, and others. During the period when digital research was competing in the operating system market, uh, some computers like Amstrad uh, PC1512 were sold with uh, floppy disks for uh, two operating systems, only uh, one of which could be used at a time, uh, Maxev DOS and CPM86 uh, or a derivative of it. Digital Research produced uh, DOS Plus, uh, which was compatible with the Microsoft DOS 2.11, uh, supported CPM86 programs, uh, had additional features including multitasking, and could read and write uh, disks in CPM and also MS-DOS format. While uh, OS2 was under uh, protracted development, uh, Digital Research released the uh, Microsoft DOS compatible uh, Dr. DOS 5.0, which included features only available as third-party add-ons for Microsoft DOS. Unwilling to lose any portion of the market, Microsoft responded by announcing uh, the pending release of Microsoft DOS 5.0 in May of 1990. This effectively killed most Dr. DOS sales until uh, the actual release of Microsoft DOS 5.0 in June 1991. Uh, digital Research bought, uh, brought out uh, Dr. DOS 6.0 which sold well until the pre-announcement of Microsoft DOS uh, 6.0 again uh, stifled the sales of Dr. DOS. Microsoft had been accused of uh, carefully orchestrating leaks about future versions of Microsoft DOS in an attempt to create what, it, what in the industry is called uh, FUD, uh, fear, uncertainty and uh, doubt uh, regarding uh, Dr. DOS. For example, in October 1990, shortly after the release of Dr. DOS 5.0 and long before the eventual uh, June 1991 release of Microsoft DOS 5.0, stories on uh, feature enhancements in Microsoft DOS started to appear in InfoWorld and uh, PC Week. Brad Silverberg, then Vice President of System Software at Microsoft and General Manager of its uh, Windows and Microsoft DOS Business Unit, wrote a forceful letter to PC Week. Uh, signed on the 5th of November 1990, denying that Microsoft was uh, engaged in FUD tactics 
fear, fear, uncertainty, and uh, doubt. Uh, to serve our customers uh, better, we decided to be more forthcoming uh, about version 5.0 and uh, denying that Microsoft copied features from Dr. DOS. Uh, the feature enhancement of Microsoft DOS version 5 were decided and development was begun long before we heard about Dr. DOS 5.0. There will be some similar features with uh, there will be some similar fe uh, features with 50 million marks of DOS users it shouldn't be surprising that uh, DRI has uh, has heard some of these uh, same requests uh, from customers that uh, that we have so bl I'm not blaming but saying that uh, they came to the same conclusion of uh, of what users uh, might want from future releases uh, and it's not uh, an intellectual um, idea just from digital research uh, uh, company who made Dr. Dos. The pact between Microsoft and IBM to promote uh, OS2 began to fall apart in 1990 when Windows 3.0 became a marketplace success. Much of Microsoft's further contributions to OS2, OS2 also went into creating a third GUI replacement for DOS uh, uh, Windows NT. Uh, IBM, which uh, had already been developing the next version of OS2, carried on development of the platform without Microsoft and sold it as the alternative to DOS and uh, Windows. Uh, legal issues uh, as a response to digital research is uh, Dr. DOS 6.0, which uh, bundled the uh, Superstore uh, discompression. Microsoft opened the negotiations with the uh, Stuck Electronics, uh, vendor of the most popular DOS disk compression tool, uh, Stucker. In the due diligence uh, process, Stuck engineers had shown Microsoft uh, part of the Stucker uh, source code. Uh, Stuck was unwilling uh, to meet Microsoft's terms for licensing. Uh, Stucker, uh, Stucker and, uh, and uh, withdrew from the negotiations. Uh, Microsoft chose to license uh, Vertisoft's uh, double disk, using it as uh, the core for its double space uh, disk compression. Microsoft DOS 6.0 and 6.20 uh, were released in 1993, both including the Microsoft double, disk, uh, double space disk compression utility program. Uh, Stack successfully sued Microsoft for patent, uh, patent uh, infringement uh, regarding the compression algorithm used in double space. Uh, this resulted in the 1994 release of Microsoft DOS uh, 6.21, which had disk compression removed. Uh, shortly afterwards uh, came version 6.22 uh, with a new version uh, of the disk compression system, uh, DriveSpace, which had a different compression algorithm to avoid uh, infringing uh, code. Prior to 1995, Microsoft licensed Microsoft DOS and uh, Windows to computer manufacturers under three types of agreement. Uh, per processor, uh, a fee for each system uh, the company sold. Uh, per system, a fee for each system of uh, a particular model or a per copy as a fee for each copy of Microsoft DOS installed. The largest manufacturers used the per processor arrangement which had the lowest fee. Uh, this arrangement made it expensive for the large manufacturers to migrate to any other operating system such as Dr. DOS. In 1991, the US government uh, Federal Trade Commission began investigating Microsoft's licensing procedures resulting in uh, a 1994 settlement agreement limiting Microsoft to, to per copy licensing. Uh, digital research uh, did not gain by this settlement and uh, years later 
its successor in interest, uh, Caldera, sued Microsoft for damages in the Caldera versus Microsoft lawsuit. It was believed that the settlement ran in in the order of uh, 150 million uh, US dollars, but was revealed in November uh, 2009 with the release of the settlement agreement to be uh, 280 uh, million uh, US dollars. So this was a uh, part two of Microsoft DOS, uh, followed on from episode 85 of last week, and uh, with this uh, episode 86, uh, part two is concluded. Uh, I have to see how much uh, material I have left. Uh, mm, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be uh, enough for uh, for another episode or not. I might need to, uh, as always, bundle it uh, together with uh, something else. I want to to include it because uh, because it's uh, interesting for those who want to. Uh, to run uh, Microsoft DOS and its uh, its modern uh, alternatives, uh, FreeDOS and uh, using uh, emulation like DOSBox and DOSEMU, and uh, and I want to talk about that and uh, and a little bit more of uh, Microsoft DOS what I what I have left here. And, and of course the closing thoughts, what, uh, what I left for the end and I, I really uh, wouldn't like to, to leave them off. Uh, let's see how it goes and, uh, and what I bundle it together with uh, next week in, in episode uh, 87. Thank you very much and uh, see you next Saturday.